Hey guys, welcome to the Hot Take Riverdale podcast. Today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 7, Chapter 20, Tales from the Dark Side. What you're about to witness are three twisted tales connected to the tragic and macabre events that befell the town of Riverdale. Known as the Black Hood Murders, they were all the more tragic because those who bore witness to these terrible things were so young. Man, that dark side. Woof. Woof. A lot of tales. A lot of tales. A lot of tales in Greendale. And a lot of darkness happening. Uh, Well, to start off the title, uh, the title Tales from the Dark Side was actually a Twilight Zone type of show. It was a horror anthology series produced in 84. Uh, There was always a twist at the end of each episode. It was low budget. It had a huge cult following. And they would always explore horror and the supernatural. It's like a very M. Night Shyamalan kind of show. Yes. And another thing, too, that's interesting is that the guest stars were often veteran actors. Having some card trouble? No. Yeah. Tony Todd. Yes. Coming in. Yes. Uh, to play the the typical, like, cr- the creepiest guy on the road, uh, only guy on the road, uh, Archie, uh, typical Archie, just blowing it, literally blowing a tire well, out. Yeah, Archie ruins everything. Not having the spare. <laughs> Not having a spare. Uh, we need a spare. Or a ride to Greendale, if you can help. Well, no spare, but I'm passing through Greendale. Well, I can take you, but it's going to cost you. How much cash you got? Eighteen dollars. All right. I only got room for one of you. That's my daily vernacular. So yeah, Farm McGinty, uh, great guest star, so creepy. What a what a cool uh, um, first little area. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, played by Tony Todd, who not only is known as his performance as the Candyman in the Candyman, but also was in Final Destination, and he usually plays these characters that have strong ties to death. And um, the character McGinty in the comic books is actually an officer. And in the comics, um, he is a mentor to the original Black Hood in the comics. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's right. And, and the reason I think that's right is because all these killers are really excited about talking about themselves. So him doing that, it, like, makes perfect sense. Speaking of that, like, I definitely think they're probably working together. It makes p- complete logical sense. And the opening, yes, was inspired by the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974, where they account this true tragedy of a group of five youths. Uh, and and then also stylistically, this episode is also reminiscent of Pulp Fiction as well. Well, I mean, just not, not specifically Pulp Fiction, but like the idea of telling multiple storylines at the same time and how they interweave. Always a fun trope. The, the title card, very cool. I think it was just a cool way to do it. I think they should take more risks like that and... and tell stories in different ways. It was so it was so much easier to, to watch. Yes, it was. I mean, it felt very stylistically different as shows do when they're playing homage to other shows uh, or styles. Um, but at the same time, it, yeah, it was really fun. It moved really well. It was nice to kind of almost break up the storyline into those three chapters. Yeah, it was great. And then like you get a bit or a piece of, of each one in different areas. Um, and then it's always fun when they so intersect. Fun. Out of the way, Bert and Ernie. This episode, pretty creepy, uh, doing some research. I guess it's supposed to be the Halloween episode that we were, we've been longing for. This was supposed to be the Halloween episode, the creepy episode. And there's a lot of stuff leading up to Greendale and a lot of, you know, hints and clues that we're, we're going to see something. We're going to see some supernatural stuff, you know. We're going to go there. And everything seems to be leading up to, like, a mid-season finale of revealing Sabrina. I think that's that's kind of the big thing it's, that we're all kind of coming up to. Well, especially since their car breaks down on the border of Greendale and Riverdale. And then Archie sees the creepy-ass zombie deer. 
uh, which, you know, if you think about what can witches do, they can bring things back to life. So that could be, you know, Sabrina just, uh, just doing a little assignment there, just testing some things out, seeing if her magic works. Well, yeah, a lot of people are saying the, um, was it the pancake batter? Oh, yeah. Is something bigger and something that could relate to witchcraftery? Well, that's a lot of pancake batter that gets shipped. That box is huge. These latest chapters began with the discovery of a letter from the Black Hood affixed to the door of Pop Tate's chocolate shop. Let's jump into the three stories. Yeah, let's do it. We'll start with the first chapter of the three. Archie and Jughead. Mm -hmm. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. So uh, we open up the episode with a letter from the Black Hood. Everyone's reading. The whole town's reading this letter. Some... Townspeople are reading this letter slower than others. Tell me you are pure of heart and my work ends. Continue to sin. And I will take up the sword again. How, like, how easy is that to shoot someone that is behind bars? It's not a moving target. Like, like, I'm not scared of you, Black Hood. You could shoot a prisoner. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that probably is the easiest way to kill someone. Yeah. Like at all. Oh, like oh, we had to jiggle the handle like to get into the thing. Hey, well, we don't know who actually did it, but at the same time, yeah, you're right. That's the easiest way to see like Yeah, and and Betty's thinking what we were thinking last episode where it's like, well, who has access to a jail? Ooh, a sheriff. Has to be the sheriff that that is that's the black hood. Every time they do the two obvious like clues and stuff, like oh going like her breaking into his house and like oh there's a mask there and he just conveniently has like um, you know explanation for everything. Um, that always detracts me from oh that's him. But you know that is how you know when someone's lying. When someone has their backup story like so perfectly rehearsed and like ready to tell you, that's when they're lying to you. Right, so we know he, but but the answer is he was having an affair. Yeah. So. So that what he was he was lying also because he was trying to cover up that. I'm not saying anybody's lying. I'm saying like them trying to throw me to a loop that like here are all the clues that he would be the killer. He's always gone at night. He's acting sketchy. So clearly he's the black hood. But it's like nope, he's just fucking the mayor. Um. Yeah. Well, back to the story. So everyone's reading it. Veronica's so proud of Archie for finishing the sentences. Um. <laughs> She's like, sound it out. <laughs> She's just sitting there. She's like, this is my boyfriend. We are attracted to each other. I promise. Uh, and so that's happening. And Did you then... see the preview for next week? No, I hadn't seen the preview for next week. Oh, yeah, they're making out. Anyways, okay. What, what, then, then we So the Black Hood gives a thing about the 48 hours. So yep. this whole episode takes place over the course of 48 hours. Uh, and then we cut to, we have um, Archie and Jughead are, well, Jughead meets with uh, Penny. Penny Peabody. Penny Peabody. She needs um, a favor. She needs a favor. She's uh, the favor that <laughs> the favor that Jughead did not agree to. Uh, she is now taking him up on. Yes, uh, and significance of Penny Peabody and some theory that's going around right now is people are wondering: Is she Betty's real mom, or is she Alice's sister? Because, you know, we know Alice is from the South Side. So that's the whole thing. She kind of does feel... She, she's very Cooper-ish in the way that she... Um, mannerisms. Mannerisms, intenseness, <laughs> all those things. Um, and so she asks Jughead to transport pancake mix, which is not pancake mix. It's a Let's pot- just call it pancake Let's mix. Let's just call it pancake mix. Um, and warns him that she has to go, he has to go through Greendale to do this deal... But, you know, to be careful because you do not want to be in Greendale after midnight. Trust me. A lot of people are like, don't be in Greendale after midnight. Because what's midnight? The witching hour. Mm-hmm. Where Sabrina's from. 
So um, a lot of people online really, really don't want the supernatural stuff to start happening. But like, hey, we already saw a ghost deer. And that's not really supernatural to me. That's just That was just like weird and I, I didn't care. Well, is it a ghost deer? Is it a zombie deer? Is it Bambi's mom? Like, what is this deer? Well, a lot of people are saying that it, it was the deer in the back of the truck. Mm-hmm. I don't Ooh. know how. Yeah, because it's all bloody in the same spots. Like, it, yeah. was, it was that same deer. But like... And the way and they set that up is really bad. Like, on the leftovers, they do that right. Like, any kind of crazy, like, vision or stuff like that. This was just, like, it just didn't even connect, like, meaningfully. Well, and also how, like, there were flies over the deer, which would mean it wasn't freshly dead. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, it had been dead for a while. Well, the guy had been driving for a while, too. Yeah. Like, and he's like, I have a license to hunt. Dude, people who have a license to hunt, that's not how you, you transport your deer that you hunted. So they're in. So they're going to. They're they're doing the deal. They're they're transporting this. So Archie, no questions. Listen, Archie, I need two things from you: no questions and no driver's license. Just let's get in the car and go. But Archie owes Jughead one. He called the cops on the drag race. A lot of people owe stuff to people to this episode. They do. They really do. Um, so they're in the car, and for some reason, Archie decides that great small talk would be talking about <laughs> his dream to move to New York City instead of going to college. Which, by the way. Isn't community college a lot less expensive than living in where he wants to live, the East Village of New York, <laughs> and not an go ap- to college? I had an apartment in the East Village. Yes, what's what's York, what's around for three there? years? Like, I lived in a box, and there's no way they could have afforded there. But I like Jughead's line of, uh, I mean, I barely afforded it. Wait, like, so what was just asking like your total rent? Because I assume you had roommates. What was the total rent for an East Village apartment? It's like three thousand dollars. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot. Post post high school, that's a shitload. That's post a high school, shitload, that's a shitload right now. That's also that's more than college and staying home. That's insane. Yeah, well, I mean, I you know this thing about Archie, he doesn't really like take things into consideration. Right? Remember, this is just his magical dream he had, where he's going to be a musician in New York and live with Jughead. And which where's is, Betty and Veronica? Oh, they're on Park Avenue, which is commutable. That's not a long distance relationship in New York. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's commutable. That's, I mean, you know, if you're on one of those dating apps, that definitely is. Um, that's not a red flag or a deal No, that's like too far. Well, she, I, what I'm guessing is he means is they're going to move to Murray Hill, which mm. is like bro central. Oh. Um, so I don't know. Remember, this is just his dream. This is just a dream. <laughs> he hasn't just thought about dream. the logistics, but if we want to look go into the logistics just a little bit. But he wants to be a musician in New York, <laughs> and we also haven't like we thought. Kind of Archie He's gave really... up his music dream uh, since the Black Hoods came to town. I didn't like. I mean, you don't just give up your passion when you get distracted by something. I mean, there is a killer. Last thing on that, I, I just love Jughead's line is, "Does the East Village even exist anymore?" <laughs> or no, he says, "Pretty sure the East Village doesn't, doesn't exist, exist anymore." anymore. Yep. He's right. Uh, he is right. He is right. Kind of over and so now. we're wondering because we know pop culture exists in Riverdale world, but brands don't. So did you know? Did Archie just binge Friends on Netflix mm-hmm. and have this epiphany? Maybe watch Felicity. Or but Felicity. It, it takes place in college, but still, it's a girl moving to city. And a cool fun fact is the cast was just in New York uh, the last weekend. It's, it's a fun thing. It's so I don't know. Maybe what were they doing? They were just like hanging out. There's all these like pictures of KP like on the subway, just chilling, wearing these like weird hipster glasses. Probably in the East Village. Well, I can take you, but it's gonna cost you. How much cash you got? Eighteen dollars. Right. So the significance, there's a significance of the number eighteen, and it's in the Jewish faith. Uh, it's the 
18 is also the word for life in Hebrew, which is high. Uh, and so a lot of times when people do donations in the Jewish faith for money, it's in multiples of 18 as an expression of blessing for long life, which kind of happens to Jughead. He has a little bit of like not two lives in this episode, you know? Yeah, I do. Okay. So somehow and you've been going nuts about this. Like the dude's like, I only have room for one of you guys. Um, let's continue on. So Arch has to stay with the, with the car. Luckily he has CCC. Sorry. Trip. What is it? Triple C? C, triple C. So instead of triple A, which by the way, like triple A stands for something, the American automobile association, like what uh, is triple A? Yeah. What does triple C stand for? Cars, cars, cars. I was going to say, yeah, I don't have anything like, else. What would it I, stand think, for? I, I was going to say cars, cars, cars. Um, <laughs> the funniest thing about the show is like when they have to deliver lines like that, he's like, Jughead, I got triple C. <laughs> I'm just going to call triple C. It's like he's, he delivers it so well. Okay, anyways, let's keep it moving. Creepy dude picks him up. They, you know, they put the they put the big thing in the back. They start driving. They get to a gas station. He's oh, like, fill up the gas. But there's this really sweet moment. So I have to leave Archie behind. And Jughead looks in his side view mirror and he sees, and he just kind of like sees Archie, like, you know, waving in the side view mirror. And later in the episode, Veronica calls the two out on having a bromant. But, you know, I think this was really their bromant right there. Or you'll taste the Reaper's blade next. I'll pay for the bill. Do you take debit? I've never heard someone ask, do you take debit? Yeah. <laughs> if anything, it would be like, do you take cards? But yeah, not, do you take credit cards? Do you take credit cards? Because then it's like, that could be debit or credit, whatever. But no one's like, do you take debit cards? Like, you'll be like, do you? Yeah. Is this cash only? Is what I would ask. If it was cash only, then it's like, do you have an ATM around here? Yeah. Exactly. Where I could put my debit card in and take out cash. Because, by the way, I have a debit card. Did I mention that? What's up? You look like you've seen a ghost. We see Chugat's dad. He says, he does a little callback to Scream. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, what's up? You look like you've seen a ghost. And in Scream, when he played Billy, uh, and he takes off and he reveals his identity, he is holding the voice thing, looking at Sydney and says, you look like you've seen a ghost. So Skeet Ulrich. I, ho- I hope that was Skeet's idea. I hope so too. <laughs> What's in the box? Yeah. Okay. And then uh, the two cartoonish um, people who she delivers it to, they like literally, like like extras from like Austin Powers, like in Doctor yeah. Evil's, like you know, Evil Den. Like I felt like that's where those people belong. Like, what are they doing in Riverdale? Like, what is this? Well, a they're in Greendale. A Greendale. Um, so I hope everyone's just kind of like a weird caricature in Greendale. But when we saw the wheelchair, who'd you think it was at first before we saw the face? Yeah, a lot of people thought it was um, old old lady Blossom. The old lady Blossom, yeah. Um, some people are saying it's uh, the dad just in makeup and like, you know, hidden. Well, he loves wigs. Yeah, he does. He's a big fan of wigs and we don't know if he's dead or not. I mean, right. we know he has a twin. Alright, right, next bit is Josie. Awesome that we get full 10 minutes with this character like it was really cool um exploring her side of things uh and her family side of things i don't know about cheryl being her homie yeah i mean well cheryl says that she feels that she is indebted to josie because josie helping her out with the whole nick 
St. Clair thing. Um, and so now Cheryl is really focused on helping Josie, quote, make her career blossom, pun intended. Um, but, you know, Josie is having, deals with this theme in this uh, chapter where she's concerned about her throat and worried that she's going to lose her throat. She has a dream where her throat gets slashed. And um, when, uh, you know, Cheryl is talking about recording later, Josie says she has to go to take a steam, uh, take a eucalyptus steam in their locker room, which I'm like, how nice is this school? A eucalyptus steam is something at Crunch, maybe an Equinox or a nice spa, but at Riverdale High? We have a character come back. Yes. Chuck. Chuck. Chuck Clayton. He's Chuck back. Clayton. He's back in the mix. Who um, you might remember as uh, the person that made uh, Betty go to the dark side last time. Uh, and that was kind of the last time we saw him. And now he's back and, and really has Zion Josie. Yeah, so he has his eye on Josie. He heard the beautiful, beautiful voice um, and asked uh, her on a date. Um, she respectfully declines, tells Cheryl about it. Cheryl's baffled by it. Uh, so basically, so Josie's steaming and then she's leaving and she's kind of freaked out and then she bumps into Chuck and uh, and she asks, and so Chuck offers to drive her home, but they have to make one stop first. And the stop is like a convenient date that he's been asking for. He takes her to Pops. They have milkshakes and they dance uh, the twist style, kind of like, you know, in Pulp Fiction style. But then it escalates quickly to modern grinding. So we get another uh, new character through the janitor, who's a very popular Archie Comics character, uh, Mr. Svensson. And, you know, all the kids love him. He's a Swede. He has a catchphrase. I, I don't know how to say it. By Yimity. Um, Svensson is not the most brilliant, though. Um, and can be fairly practical in his deductions. Like, once a photocopier wasn't working, and he said it wasn't working because it was out of paper. But he's also generally good towards the students. And when someone, uh, you know, needs help, he helps them out with their problems. Yeah. Hence, uh, getting Chuck out of there. With the very on the point line where Cheryl goes, uh, you know, take out the trash. So when like, she like takes Chuck out, it's like, he's taking out the trash. Chuck is trash. We get it. No, but I mean, if you expand on that more, what is the Black Hood doing, right? Taking out the trash of the city of, mm -hmm. of Riverdale. So and what a great Black Hood candidate, huh? Huge. He knows every, he, he literally is one person outside of the core group who would know about Mrs. Grundy, like he's just walking by the room, sees, you know, sees and hears, hears things. everything. Yeah. He hears everything. He knows all the gossip. He's in every room. He's playing. He's, you know, he's making sure the air hockey table works. Not um, only that, he sees what you throw away. Yeah. You throw away secrets. You throw away things you don't want people to see. That's right. That's right. The thing with the Black Hood, it's like, is the janitor the killer? I don't think so. But mainly because in Boy Meets World, they say, um, you know, there was an episode where they did the Scream episode and mm -hmm. like they kept on saying it was going to be the janitor. The janitor was super creepy, but it's never the janitor. But he could be helping him. He could have some alliance, he the Black alliance. Hood. A lot of yeah. I, I feel like there's a lot of alliances going on with this Black Hood thing. I feel it's like we're going to find out that it's like a cult or something. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. I mean, there is cults in Riverdale. I mean, the serpents in a way are kind of a cult. Well, they're so a, gang. The, a gang. I'm but like a, gangs, cults, whatever. There's like, like a lot I, of. I'm saying the cults is going to be like some supernatural. Well, shit. do you know what has cults? Witches. Is Cheryl obsessed with Josie now? I think so. I think because like Cheryl is definitely someone that is putting a wedge between any potential romance between Josie and Chuck. Um, and so I don't know. I think I think Cheryl is just I think Cheryl just like stirring shit up. And I don't necessarily know if it is connected to the Black Hood or if it's just kind of her being bored and like wanting attention. 
so I mean, Chuck enters the room. He's like, hey, kind of out of the blue. Haven't been here in season, but I've been here all season. But here I am to ask you on a date. I know it's out of the blue. He literally says that. Um, my thing is like Cheryl started pushing this because she didn't want. She wanted to frame. She wanted Chuck out of the picture. Yes. Not for herself, but more just like get, like Josie shouldn't date this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm confused if if it is for herself and it's selfish. This is what yeah. This one ends with uh, Cheryl drawing the photo, so we we know those photos are the same. P- pretty creepy. All right, uh, Betty and Veronica. Um, we open it with you know a callback to the opening of the episode of uh, Jughead and Betty in bed. Um, quickly, they go back to the school. You know, we see Betty and and Veronica at school, and the very great scene where they both are saying like, "Whoa, I know who the killer is. I know who the killer is. No, or not who the killer is. I know what's going on. I know what's going on." And then it's like. Oh, Sheriff Keller is having um, an affair, uh, which 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 Veronica is hundred percent right. It's also like it's rare that Veronica is right about things, right? In the Veronica series. was on on it. I mean, this was Veronica's like, you know, MVP. I would say Veronica's MVP of this episode. Yeah, I mean, this was a really fun Veronica too. I really liked because uh, like she mixes it up from being like oh, kind of badass, which is like weird, to like this is just like fun and preppy, and but she's like still getting like stuff done. Um, she's like investigating things. She's like, oh, I'm gonna do the sleepover with Kevin. Um, I'm gonna find out some stuff when I'm inside the house. Uh, and she knows all the all the tricks and trades, and like she's like, oh, I don't bobby pins because um, she doesn't wear bobby pins. It's it's a very obvious always thing. Down. Yeah. Also, um, what a tame sleepover. They're just playing Dungeons and Dragons. And when Veronica asks, hey, can I get a bet you a... Can I... When Veronica asks, hey, can I get you a bevy? Kevin's like, a glass of milk, please? Disgusting. Disgusting. Like, why are they... I don't know about you, but... Well, for girls, when you have, like, a sleepover with your gay, it's like they're, you're getting really drunk. You're watching John Waters films. Like, a lot of fun things are happening. <laughs> well, I mean, the point was... I mean, she had to be on her toes because she's, like, investigating the thing. Like, mm-hmm. this is part of her plan. Right. Um, she goes down into the basement, and Sheriff Keller is just is getting ripped. So um, ripped, and he has some tattoos that we can't really see. Yeah, I mean from 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 his time, uh, you know, serving, mm-hmm. and you know, she gets a coke out of the or of soda. She is so lucky there was a fridge downstairs because if there wasn't, that would have looked so shady while she went down there. And also, number one horror horror movie uh, rule: don't go down to the basement. Well, I mean, they're on the phone talking back and forth, almost like a comic panel. Yeah. And uh, when she's like, just go downstairs, Betty says, like, just go downstairs and let's see if something jumps out at you. Like, what? Like, see if you get murdered. Veronica gets distracted by Sheriff Keller. She kind of gets into it. She gets, and she has that really weird joke about everything's so hard for him. Yes. Hard. Hard. Which she emphasizes. Yeah. Um, it gets breaking up. And so so Betty's just like, you know what, I gotta take some things into my own hands. Veronica, you couldn't really come through. I'm gonna I'm gonna try this stuff out. She brings her bobby pins. Well, first she's like, why would the cop have um his keys underneath like a rock? Oh like, yeah. Well, I guess it's like kind of a suburban thing. You always have your keys conveniently somewhere. Next to the plants, which is ridiculous that like, yeah, it's the first place everyone looks and mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's there. Um, so she goes in there and then uh, probably one of the, and she opens that door and then what do we see? Like the murder wall? What do you call those things? I don't know. It's a thing that we see this a lot. It's usually when someone's trying to, well, the, the interesting thing about the murder wall is usually when we see this in films, it's when someone's trying to crack a case and there's always like the strings attaching one thing to another and connecting everything. Um, and on the wall, I mean, we really think that Riverdale's uh, set decoration for the most part is really on point. But it's just so awkward how he has these two taxidermy birds, I guess, push pinned to the wall. Like, it's very awkward that they're there. 
And it's probably one of the weakest uh, murder walls we've seen in a while. All right. Uh, according to Pinterest, it's called a murder board. <laughs> murder, murder board. That makes sense. Like a vision board. You have your vision board or your murder board. It's like a vision board, but for death. I mean, everyone knows it. Like, it's the same trope we've seen in, in countless movies. It's like they're kind of trying to allude to seven now with different seven deadly sins. Um, they're just plus, like, you know, posted at the top, uh, written very cleanly. And then everything else is just kind of a mess. Um, nothing makes sense or connects to anything. It feels like he just like printed stuff out just to have it on the wall. Like here's a picture of, uh, you know, Fred Andrews and like, here's, uh, I have yellow stickies. I'll write, you know, midge nose moose on it. Yeah. It's kind of the, again, worst murder wall we've ever seen. The, um, but she finds a black hood. She does. Um, the last thing on that, it's like, yeah, then there's like the thing where it's a picture of, of. You know, Pop's Diner, and then just a little note that says, like, no weapon found. No, and also, Death Dine is on it. Yep, yep. Then he has all the newspaper writings. We were reading some of the writings. Like, you know, it's all Alice Cooper just shitting on the town. It's really funny because Al Alice does his shit on Riverdale while um, Jughead ha- kind of has this, like, love letters to Riverdale. Interesting juxtaposition between the two. Yes. So Betty finds the mask, and then we, you know, smash cut to uh, the Sheriff Keller's office, and then... Betty's dad just being like, oh, man, I can't believe this happened. But like, And they're having the weirdest conversation together. Right. And the sheriff also has all the answers before Betty even asks the questions, which is like a great sign of someone lying. It's so rehearsed. It sounds so awkward. But even her dad sounds all rehearsed. Like, I can't believe that she would say like, to even think the black hood. Like, what? Yeah. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. It's just so bad. Um, so there, I, yeah, like I'm saying, like, you know what? I'm feeling more and more confident. Like this is some kind of like crazy ass cult and they're all part of it. Like everyone's a part of this weird ass cult and they're all looking up to this black hood character. Maybe it's the Riverdale Reaper, but I I think some crazy shit's about to, I I think they're going to go, like, why not just like go nuts with it? They are already off the rails. Yeah. I do think there's definitely some cult action happening here. We also find out, so Betty, so Veronica is right. The sheriff is having an affair and it's happening at the Shady Palm. And it's so funny because he's carrying a bag and Betty's like, he's going to kill someone. And like Veronica knows, like that's his overnight bag. There is a change of clothes in there. Uh, and he's having an affair with the mayor and they do the, cl- like the word, like when you're having a secret affair, why are you making out outside of the hotel room? I mean, it's literally, view? it's literally like affair 101. It's like you, yeah. you, you don't step out into the hallway and show everyone that you're making out. Yeah. So that picture is probably going to be everywhere. And then B and V are back at the diner, and this is where all our all of our three stories intertwine because we have um, awkwardly Josie and Cheryl sitting on the same side of the booth together while drinking. Josie's drinking tea. Very She's awkward. Drinking tea. And then we and then Betty and Veronica are talking, and then uh, as uh, they're talking about Riverdale sinners, who walks in? But Archie and and Jughead. Jughead. Um, and then Pop gets a phone call from the Black Hood that we don't hear. Just as Jughead walks out. Pops gets a call. We don't hear the call, but he does end the episode saying the reckoning is upon us. Now He says a lot more before that. Mm-hmm. He really builds he it up. He failed us. Like the, we had 48 hours. You guys messed up. We're fucked. The reckoning's upon us. You're all sinners. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we need to talk about in this episode that That's was really it. funny? You know, we saw our, uh, you know, next week on Riverdale looks like a, another steamy CW show. Uh, Veronica and Archie are like really getting it on among other people. So we're excited to see what's going to happen. Yeah. Tune in next week. Um, 
It's been the Hot Take Riverdale podcast. Please tell your friends, leave comments, like, subscribe, and uh, we'll see you after the show.